Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Josephine Brooks to discuss her experience of suffering a mental illness whilst running a business. So if you're curious to know what it really looks like to experience and manage a mental illness when you're growing a business or working a side hustle, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 60 of Starting the Conversation and a huge thank you for sticking with me over the last couple of weeks where it'll be safe to say this podcast has been a little bit all over the place. You might have seen over on Instagram last week I hosted the very first Gather and Grow retreat, which was the most amazing, the most incredible, the most impactful, but also the most exhausting week of my life. So I'm really excited now that I've kind of got that done and tick that box to be back into the swing of things, getting going with this podcast again and hopefully continuing to create content because it's one of my favourite things and I've really missed showing up on this podcast. I'm back with an episode today that I'm very excited to share with you. It's in connection with the fact that it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while or perhaps you're just familiar with my story, you'll know that I'm very open about my own experience with mental health and how that's interacted with my business and what it looks like to manage the everyday of that. So I'm really excited to be sharing joint podcast episodes today with Josephine Brooks, who if you don't know, is a total planning and productivity extraordinaire. Josephine and I are both sitting down on each other's podcast to talk about our own experiences of what running a business whilst having a mental health problem actually looks like. So on this episode you're going to be hearing Josephine's story and over on Josephine's podcast called On The Make you're going to be hearing mine. Now if you're not already familiar with Josephine let me tell you she is an incredible woman. She is a planning and productivity mentor for side hustlers and her philosophy is all about doing less and focusing on the tasks that really matter rather than being busy and just trying to get lots done which let me tell you my hand is in the air I'm forever guilty of that. Josephine does some incredible work. She's got a course called Make a Plan and Make It Happen. She does one-on-one mentoring and she's got a newly launched set of workshops, which I'm so excited to tell you more about at the end of this episode. Now, in this episode, Josephine and I had a really honest and open conversation about what it's looked like for Josephine to manage a mental illness alongside growing her side hustle and then going full-time within her business. We covered how having a side hustle has helped with her mental health, how and why being conscious of where she's at every day is really important, how she ensures that balance and time out stays a priority despite things feeling busy and work feeling demanding, why self-care isn't selfish or at all counterproductive, and she ended with some really incredible tips on how we can use planning and productivity to create a more balanced and impactful lifestyle when it comes to managing our business alongside the many other things that we have in our lives, mental illness or not. I found it such a fascinating conversation to have because if there's anything that I've learned about mental illness, it's the fact that we can have the same diagnosis or maybe have the same title to what we have, but it can show up in a completely different way. And as each of us are completely different, as each of our businesses are completely different, so is the way that we manage and experience mental illness alongside that. So I'd so encourage you to lean into this episode. Josephine was super honest and super open and I loved listening to it back when I went to edit it. So enjoy and make sure that you listen to the end to hear more about some really 
exciting stuff that Josephine has got coming up that I can't wait to share with you. But without further ado, let's get into the conversation. So why don't you start by introducing yourself and sure. for people that don't know you, give a bit of an introduction to kind of who you are and what you do. Sure, so I am Josephine Brooks and I'm a planning and productivity mentor for side hustlers. So for anyone who is growing a business on the side of a job or other commitments, so I really focus on the planning and productivity stuff. So I help people create a really solid action plan and I'm a big advocate for planning in 12 week chunks. So I help people create 12 week plans um, and I have my own three-step planning method that I help, I use to help people kind of figure out where they need their focus to be and what they need to be focusing on to make things happen in their business, basically. So it starts with finding your focus, figuring out what you want to be working on, to mm. creating that 12-week plan, and then working on making it happen, basically. So helping people stay motivated, um, set accountability get support mm. all that kind of stuff so yeah it's all about getting stuff done in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> you help people do things through amazing systems and beautiful posters and amazing coaching and um, I'd be curious to know what your story was to doing mm. that because as we record this you are currently running your business as a side hustle yeah. alongside a job yeah but in a few weeks time you are mm. being full-time which is amazing but like what what started that for you what made yeah. you think okay maybe I should start building this alongside my work so I it started quite a long time ago I've had a side hustle for a good seven or maybe eight years now wow okay. I just always I think as soon as I left uni and I started working I just didn't have anything as a creative outlet so mm. it started very very much off as a hobby um, and I actually started with DIY blogging. Do you remember back in the day when yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd have like how to make this? Um, so yeah, I started with DIY blogging and I've always been quite creative. I've always made things. So that kind of came quite naturally. But what I found was I really enjoyed the businessy side of it and I really enjoyed blogging and being a bit geeky about yeah. websites and stuff like that. And then I was making stuff for my DIY blog and that kind of ended up in a, a shop format. So I started selling physical products and built a home, a home decor business, which was doing really well. So I had that up until the end of 2017. Mm. And I sat down one on New Year's Eve actually, and just did like a proper review of everything and really looked at my best sellers and what my most popular blog post was and created charts like it was properly geeky and I, um, I just kind of sat back and this whole day had flown by I'd loved it and I realized that actually I just really love planning and productivity yeah. and I'm really geeky about it and I just really enjoy it like the time flies when I'm planning or whatever and it was funny because in my job I'd kind of had the same realization because I started off in marketing and then moved over to project management because mm. I liked schedules and making stuff happen and yeah. getting stuff done so it was weird that it took me so long to figure that out mm. in life <laughs> but um so yeah in 2018 beginning of the year I pivoted my business to what I do now which is helping side hustlers with their planning and productivity wow I love that story though of like almost working intuitively to like mm. okay I'm doing this thing it's working well but I've realised that I enjoy this element of it the most. Yeah. How can I pivot to kind of hone in on that and do yeah, that? Yeah, I think you kind of figure out a lot of what you want to do from 
learning what you don't enjoy mm-hmm. doing and yeah. you almost get there through a process of elimination sometimes mm. um but yeah I think that's why it's so important if you want to have a side hustle or grow a business just start with where you are and what you think you want to do because you'll learn along mm. the way and you can adapt things and pivot and whatever but you just have to start really yeah that's so true, so true isn't it like, there's no complicated advice it's like just start mm. um so today we're kind of creating episodes for both of our podcasts mm. actually around the theme of mental health yeah. and our experiences of that and particularly looking at how our mental health interacts with our businesses and what that looks like so to give both me and the people listening a bit of an introduction mm. to you what's your story been with mental illness sure. up to this point yeah I really struggled with it last year so the summer of 2018 I think I've definitely had bouts of depression and anxiety before then and I definitely did after I left uni and I was living in London for a bit and I definitely had um a bit of a bout of depression and I remember going to the doctor and it just he wasn't very helpful and I just sort of brushed it aside and yeah so I never really thought okay I am a mental health sufferer but this summer just out of the blue I had a panic attack when we were on holiday in France which was odd to me because I thought why would I be stressed if I'm on holiday in France Mm. but yeah so I had this panic attack we were in France I was really freaking out because I didn't know what it was I just couldn't breathe and I just felt really really shaky and my boyfriend was with me, who was like, right, I'm going to the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm not going to a French hospital. I don't fancy that. I can't even speak French. Um, <laughs> when you're feeling anxious already. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it just went on for ages. I was really struggling to like regulate my breathing again. It was just really shaky. It was very weird because I have never had a panic attack before. Mm. And so I came home from that and it just got worse and worse and... Yeah, I would have these... So I think the worst symptoms was almost like having pins and needles the whole time. And especially when I woke up, just feeling these pins and needles and feeling just on edge. And even, like, basic everyday stuff just became like climbing Everest. Yeah. Even just driving to work. I mean, so many days I drove to work and I never got there because I would just sort of get halfway through, halfway there have a panic attack and just freak out or I might even get there and get to a meeting and having have a panic attack and have wow. to go home and I just I got to the point where I just couldn't do anything almost I couldn't almost leave the house without having a panic attack things like catching trains I just I just couldn't do it mm. um and it really frustrated me because those are basic everyday things that I would normally do and this anxiety had just come out of the blue And so after a while, my brother had dealt with anxiety himself quite severely when he was at university. So he said, I think you're having panic attacks, go to the doctors. Mm. So I went to the doctors and yeah, it took quite a few visits. The first couple of times I said, oh, you're having panic attacks, try breathing deeply, which (laughs) was just not going to cut it. Um, Yeah, and I just had to keep going back and saying no this is still a problem it's not just going away a bit of breathing isn't helping it um and then they put me on beta blockers and I tried those and they just didn't do anything for me because I think they're supposed to like slow your heart down yeah but they just I 
I feel like they're almost just a placebo. Mm. I don't know. They work for some people, but for me, they just didn't do anything. I remember once having taken them and I was going to a wedding and I just sat in the church waiting for the wedding and it was like just about to start and I just had the biggest panic attack. I had to run out of the church full of people down the steps. I was like really struggling to breathe. All these people were like, oh my God, what's wrong with her? I was like, no, this is not working. Yeah. So I had to go back. And to cut a long story short, eventually I got signed off work for three weeks while they put me on two medication. And yeah, because I kind of got to breaking point, really. I was really struggling to sleep. And I think I went three weeks in a row where I'd slept about three or four hours a night. Um, And... I mean, if you're already feeling anxious and horrible, being tired is only going to like yeah. add to that horrible feeling. Um, so, yeah, I remember texting my boyfriend because he was out one evening and I was just like, I am at breaking point. I cannot do this anymore. Mm. I need something to change. Um, and, yeah, I went back to the doctors and just really pushed for it and said, look, this is not, you know, I've been here four times or whatever. You need to... Yeah, so eventually I got put on the medication and those three weeks that I had off work were just kind of so good Mm. (laughs) because I was being put on the medication, which does sort of make your symptoms a bit worse before they got better. And I think that's why they signed me off. Um, And they probably were worse, but because I was off work, I didn't have those stresses and I just really tapped into those self-care things that were going to help me Mm. so just stuff like going for a really long walk and just taking it easy reading a book I kind of discovered all of those things in those three weeks that really helped me so yeah and then I've been on the medication since and it's it doesn't mean that I never feel the symptoms anymore Mm. I usually wake up feeling really anxious but I have a lot less panic attacks and I can function like I can get to work I can work on my business I can deliver what I've promised my clients and the medication just helps me function Mm. but yeah like I think you've said I don't I don't want to be on it forever but Mm. at the moment it is yeah kind of essential yeah it's obviously I mean that's a huge transition isn't it Mm. to go from feeling so consumed by it to where you are now where it almost exists along your everyday how does it feel looking back at Mm. that because I'm sure that was a time that felt quite it was consuming, it was all consuming, it was probably something that, because you didn't understand it, felt even worse Mm. than it did, or, you know, than it, looking back, you probably maybe see it as, um, you know, that kind of rose-tinted glasses effect. How does it feel now talking about that time and that transition? It's funny, because even just talking then, I was thinking, it was so bad, like, Mm. I felt so awful, but I feel like that's, I don't know, I cannot describe how it felt. It was just horrible. I think especially the, like, low mood was probably just horrendous and not sleeping. Mm. I was just a zombie for a few weeks. Um, So it's really hard to actually remember what it felt like. I remember it being awful, but it's quite difficult to articulate exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm saying it was really bad and that not being very helpful doesn't really describe it, but... Yeah, I definitely look at it now through, I feel like saying, oh, it wasn't that bad, but it bloody was. Like, (laughs) it was awful. And I remember 
having these kind of like bouts of depression where I would just be in bed and I couldn't make myself do anything mm. and then just out of the blue I'd have these really weird moments of being super creative and like super motivated and I'd I remember one day I went out and like took some photos and I I just felt really inspired and really creative mm. and that was I don't know I think looking back now I feel like I can see the silver lining of it all and I can see yeah. what I learned from it and I actually almost see it as a good thing because so many positives came out of it but yeah trying to go back and articulate how awful it was is really hard fully yeah, I think everyone has that that almost mm. particularly with mental health it's so consuming and it's yeah. almost so hopeless that I think you kind of block out how it feels mm. and I think looking back and unless you really really remember it or force yourself mm-hmm. to take yourself back you don't really see it for what it fully was yeah. but when like you've just done begun to talk about it you kind of realize like oh my gosh it was really bad yeah. like that was a horrible time for me um, and I know for many people who experience both mental health and run a business, mm-hmm. um, it can be a mixed thing. I know for me, it's not always the best combination because when you run a business or you have a side hustle, actually you almost have so much autonomy over what you do that the kind of up and downs of mental health isn't always good in a combination. But yeah. I know for you, you know, you've been in a side hustle for seven years. Mm. Your side hustle has actually empowered you with mental illness to create a better lifestyle so do you want to talk a bit more about that yeah sure so before I even had these problems with anxiety I have always seeked out more freedom I suppose I've always been I've never been very good at being in a nine-to-five like I'm not Mm. very good at following the rules I'm not good at doing stuff that feels like I'm doing it for the sake of it so I've always looked for opportunities to be able to create more of the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So originally that looked like negotiating, being able to work from home and finding a role where I was just managing one project, which kind of helped me feel Mm -hmm. like I, I was a bit more in control, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I negotiated being able to work from home and then I, went down to part-time hours which felt amazing because even though it was just one day a week when I was working on my Mm. side hustle I could just go for a walk in the middle of the day I could have a bath in the middle of the day I could like go and see a friend for lunch or whatever and yeah that really is an amazing feeling and I think when I started to deal with anxiety having more opportunity to go for a walk in the middle of the day or have a bath or just read something for a bit or even I've recently started this is such a cliche but just (laughs) meditating and it really really helps but I've got the option to do that if I'm working Mm. from home or if I'm working on my own business so it has definitely uh, although it's you wouldn't expect it to be a positive for my mental health I think it's really helped it and I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I think the mental health has also helped me really see the value in taking time off Mm. and stepping back and taking time for those, prioritising the self-care stuff really, which is quite easy to put on the back burner if you are essentially doing two jobs. Yeah. But yeah, I think creating that freedom and creating more... um, possibilities for just being able to manage your own own time has been massively helpful for my mental health definitely yeah so it's almost like for you that the the freedom that comes with Mm. having a side hustle was 
kind of fundamental yeah. in allowing you to live a life that yeah. you know worked alongside mental health and didn't ignore it but also didn't revolve around it and yeah. kind of have that balance where you have a mental illness but it doesn't mm. run your life and I'm actually so fascinated I don't mean this to sound patronizing mm. at all but I'm really fascinated by the concept of having a side mm. hustle because in my experience and in my business it's never been a side hustle um I was you know living at yeah. home and I didn't have to have a full-time job whilst I was growing up my business and a lot of the clients that I have are full-time um so the thought that you know for seven years you have existed with this full-time work which you know most people would see as a traditional nine to five mm -hmm. but also this side hustle that you're growing what's that look like for you have there kind of been any big learning curves along the way because I know that the mm. clients that you work with now are side hustlers yeah so that's obviously something you're really passionate about yeah definitely um, yeah what have you kind of learned along the way it's a really funny one because I I quite often try to figure out what it is that motivates me to do it mm. to like have my own have a job and then have my own business and dedicate so much of my free time and free energy to it. It's kind of difficult to explain, but I guess I'm kind of obsessed with it. And a lot of it comes down to, to seeking out that freedom and just really wanting to take it yeah. full time. Um, so yes, what does it look like? I think a lot of it to start with was being that creative outlet. I've always had kind of office jobs where you just don't get that creative fulfillment yeah. a lot of the time. And I think as well, going back to your previous question about how having a side hustle has been a positive thing for my mental health. I think having that freedom to do the work you want to do and share what you want to share and mm. having a creative outlet is really good for your mind. Um, I think it's a really positive thing. Um, Oh, sorry, I've got a bit lost. What was, no, you're what fine. What was your question about... Um, talking about how, for you, side hustling has, like, been a really positive thing for you and kind of what you've learned along the way... Oh, yeah. ...with kind of managing, mm. I guess, those two jobs, really. Yeah, so I guess I didn't start out being amazing with my planning and productivity at all. I would just follow what I was curious about. I would just do... Like, all these shiny ideas would pop up and I would just do that because it looked fun mm. and I think it's just been very slowly over time I've got better and better at managing my time yeah and I think more so when I was working a full week nine to five I had to be really good at just managing my time and figuring mm. out when I was going to fit it in um it's really difficult to think back now because I have so many sort of systems in place yeah. now that kind of help me keep organized but I think the first thing that really helped me get organized and balance the two was coming up with my three-step planning method which is kind of now just a cycle so I just always plan mm. in 12-week chunks and so I have just like a sit down for like probably a couple of hours every quarter which really isn't a lot mm. um and look at what the successes and challenges and all that kind of stuff was over the last three months to 12 months yeah really figure out what I want to be focusing on moving forwards and then I create goals that I break down over the following 12 weeks. Mm. And I think that helps me be more realistic with how much I can get done because I can physically look at that planner yeah. and think, is that realistic? Because I've also got a job and I've got, mm -hmm. you know, other commitments as well. So coming up with that three-step planning method has really helped me and planning in 12-week chunks as well because yeah. I struggle with planning for the whole year because it's so difficult to know what's going to happen in 12 totally. months time so planning to 12 weeks is much more doable but you can still get quite a lot done mm. in that time um 
And I've had to learn to, and this is something as well that I really value as a lesson out of my struggle with anxiety. I've had to learn that actually, when you do less, it doesn't necessarily negatively impact your business. And this is what I learned over, particularly over the three weeks that I was signed off work, but also the time mm. when I was really struggling. If I focused on the bare minimum, but the stuff was that was the most impactful and the most important, yeah. it didn't have a negative impact on my business, even though I was spending a lot less time on my business. Mm. So I really value now really taking the time to figure out what's impactful and what's working. And I'm a big advocate of taking stuff off your to-do list and getting rid of doing stuff before you even yeah. think about adding to it. Because I think we're in such a noisy place with, you know, having any kind of online business. We're all told we should be doing this, we should be doing that, you should be posting to this three times a day, you should be all over Pinterest, you should be, mm -hmm. you know, doing a weekly newsletter. And I think quite often we end up doing stuff because we're just constantly told yeah. over and over again it's essential. Yeah. But I, that was one of the biggest learnings over the last year especially, that actually I just need to stay in my own lane, do the stuff that really clicks with me and works mm. for me and do the bare minimum, which almost sounds negative because yeah. we're never told to do the bare minimum, but do just the most impactful things. And also I found that the stuff that I enjoy doing is the stuff that works. Yeah. The stuff I don't enjoy doing doesn't work because it shows. Yeah. It's almost that having a side hustle kind of urges you to be so much more intentional. Yeah. I almost yeah. look at like my routine as someone who has all the time in the world mm. to do their business, I'm probably fairly inefficient. Like I probably mm. don't use my time the best that I could, but I can imagine, and from what you've said, when you're working a job and you've got limited time to work on a business, mm. you've got to be really intentional yeah. about only doing the tasks that are right for you, thinking long-term, mm. like setting aside your time for the right things. Cause I can imagine that if you say, only have a day a week to work on your business, if it's something you're passionate about, I'm sure that day can go in an instant. Yeah. So it yeah. is, it's almost taking that step, isn't it, to be mm. really intentional. I think actually most of us will probably benefit from having that almost lack of time because yeah. it forces you to be so much more efficient. And yeah. I always think probably when you go full time with your business, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I have I don't know so what to much do time, myself. like I'm so efficient that yeah. I don't need all this time. Well, I don't know, because whenever I do have more time, it just gets eaten up, doesn't it? It's that it's idea, just, isn't it, that a yeah. task takes as long as you give it. Yeah, Which definitely. kind of makes me a bit sad because I like to think that I'm the most productive person ever but definitely sometimes yeah. it's like if you have less time you just get it done which yeah. I think is what's but I think we also it's we do put a lot on ourselves to be productive all the time and it's mm. just not realistic and I think if we do boil it down to the bare minimum and doing the most impactful stuff we can make more time for like recharging and stuff which is yeah. super important because we can't be productive every day um so this weekend just gone, I actually kind of gave myself permission just to, to sit in bed all day and I was doing work, but it was just, and just like reading blogs and just have the most re, like the best recharging day because yeah. I felt so good at the end of it and I just obviously really needed it, but mm. to give, it's really hard to give yourself permission to just do something like that because we're told... Yeah we kind of believe we're being lazy and we never look at it as looking after ourselves, do we? So. Yeah. How do you, I'm curious to know how you cope with that feeling. Cause I know when mm. you're, you know, you were in a place where you actually had to take time off work yeah. because of your mental mm. health. And now you're, you know, your mental health is still a part of your life, but you are mm. working again, both with your full-time job and mm. or part-time job, sorry, yeah. and your side hustle. Mm. What does that look like in the everyday to, I guess, alleviate yourself of that guilt of 
yeah. when you need to take a break or when you need to take it slow because I can imagine more than ever more than anyone you've got a lot on your plate with two yeah. separate businesses like that's a lot going on yeah and it's funny because I this is one of the biggest things I struggle with is mm. giving myself permission and there's a lot of guilt around it and that's something I want to work on um when I'm going through a bad patch I have this sudden like motivation to like right okay I'm gonna get really good at looking after myself I'm gonna switch off every evening and then as soon as I get over it and I get into a good patch I just go back to all those bad habits where I'm working all evening working all weekend I'm I need to find balance with this so I'm by by all means no expert this is something that again the the struggle with anxiety taught me because after having a panic attack or you know on those days when I'd get halfway to work have a panic attack and eventually drive home I was exhausted like I just didn't have the Mm. energy to do anything so I was forced to to make that time for myself like I had no option yeah I would literally because it was that really hot summer I would literally just sit in the garden and almost like just stare like because I was just so exhausted yeah and it was weird because I was like okay this is what doing nothing feels like and it's actually quite nice (laughs) um I'm so bad at not doing anything I can't even like watch a film because I just always feel like I should be doing something Mm. it's like with a generation of multitaskers yeah actually multitasking is no more effective than just doing the tasks yeah definitely but that kind of forced me into Mm. realizing how good it was for me yeah so so now I try to make more time for Taking time out, one of the things that I have learned really helps me is something as simple as going for a walk. And I don't Mm. feel guilty about doing that because I have dogs, so I kind of have to do that. But like I say, last weekend when I just took that day, I'm much more conscious of it now, but it would keep coming back up, this feeling of like guilt. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, I'm still working on it, but being conscious of it, and asking myself why, why am I feeling guilty? Mm. And then just remembering that it's something that I guess we've been kind of, it's an environmental thing. We're just always told, you know, by mm. our parents and by society that sitting on in bed all day isn't isn't good or you should be getting up at 5am going to the gym and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like years of, of having our brains sort of moulded to mm. thinking that it's laziness and we're never really... I guess, you know, self-care, there's lots of talk about it at the moment, but it's quite a new thing, really. Yeah, and And the perception of it's definitely still changing from being about, you know, bubble baths or painting your nails or doing a face mask, actually. I think people are... Slowly, the conversation is changing where we're talking about how self-care is actually fundamental to... There's so many different forms. ...maintaining a mental health, which is is Mm. good. (laughs) Yeah, and one of my favourite things to do, actually, as self-care or, like, a really good thing for recharging me has been just to take a day off, which sounds really weird. But, yeah, giving myself permission, again, to take a day off because it... I feel guilty that I'm not working Mm. on my business because every spare minute is like, oh, I could be doing something. But just going and exploring somewhere new or just going to a new town and going for brunch with someone. And I love just kind of exploring and going to new places with no agenda because I think it's almost like it switches your mind off and you start to have new ideas and feel creative again. And Mm. that's been... Yeah, just one of the ways I sort of try to take time out now. Yeah, and I can imagine with you know, you've got 
your job, mm-hmm. you've got your side hustle, and you've got the whole kind of, you know, personal life and looking after yourself. Yeah. I know that priorities is probably a yeah. big thing that you're quite familiar with because mm-hmm. there's so many different things that you're working with. What does it look like for you to prioritise, I guess, particularly on in terms of where your time should be spent and your yeah. energy should go? I have to actually book, put that stuff into my diary. Mm. So if I want to go for a walk, I have to have it in my diary. And then it, I don't know why, but it feels more important because it's in my schedule with everything else that is important. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I put it in my diary. The other thing I have in my diary is like an intentions thing in the week. Mm-hmm. So it's like weekly intentions and it's got like go for a walk or cook a good meal because that's something else I'm really bad at not making time for because mm. again it's like every minute you just want to be yeah. working on your business and you're quite happy to have cheese on toast for dinner but so yeah I've got this weekly um habits actually it's not intentions that I write in my diary each week that are like go for a walk cook a decent meal um I actually eat bloody love a bath <laughs> I know it's got all these horrible you know, like self-care, self-care <laughs> cliches going on but I really, it works for you. yeah, it does help me switch off because I can't, you know, I can't get on my laptop, I can't yeah. do anything. So that really helps me. So yeah, I will literally put them in my diary and make time for them. Those are the best ways of doing it. And then making myself accountable to them. So seeing my friends and stuff, I know it sounds awful, but again, that's mm. something else that can really take a back seat when you're kind of overly yeah. obsessive about your business Hugely. but if they if I have something booked in with them and we're expecting to do something on a certain date then mm. I, th- I find that helpful to make myself accountable to doing it sometimes because yeah yeah so it's difficult to motivate yourself to do stuff that is perceived to be sort of yeah. lower value than working mm. on your business but and you kind yeah. of mentioned it earlier about how actually doing those things which don't in themselves feel productive like taking a day off going for a mm. walk meeting up with friends in the moment doesn't feel like the best thing but actually yeah. you mentioned that for you long term it's better yeah because it helps you with work the totally. next day or the day after and actually it's that giving yourself that moment of permission of like oh okay well I'm doing this not just for me but for the sake of yeah. all these other things that will suffer if I don't take this but yeah. it's a muscle isn't it learning to listen to that because You're everything so else right. wants to do and achieve and yeah (laughs) absolutely it is a muscle and it's a muscle that I really need to grow it's yeah it feels like something that should come naturally but it's actually very hard to make yourself take time out um so yeah you're so right about it being a muscle and something you need to be quite intentional about and conscious Mm. of because like we all know it we all know that taking time out will make us long productive in the long run but we're all after the short-term gains um so yeah reminding myself that actually I'll be able to come back to whatever I'm trying to do with a lot more energy and a lot more focus if I just take half a day off it's ridiculous isn't it like why we know it we know this stuff but still we really struggle to make make time just to switch off so yeah Yeah. and talking about that kind of long-term thinking Mm. and planning I mean that's your area of expertise that's what you help Mm. people in is you know, setting these goals and not just setting them, but actually making them happen. Yeah. So I'd love if you'd kind of break down what that looks like for you within that 12-week plan, mm-hmm. because I know 
for a lot of people, you know, they can think, you know, okay, I need a system, I need a plan, mm-hmm. I'm working short term, I need to do something for me in the long term, whether they have a mental illness or not, it yeah. can be difficult to do that. Yeah. When, you know, life can be so turbulent if you're doing a side hustle alongside a job, Yeah. time is limited, so what does it look like for you, like, as someone with a mental illness, mm-hmm. who is juggling a lot, to still make time for that goal setting, and actually yeah. still make time for making it happen, because that is kind of a whole the bit thing where you have itself. to do the work yeah it's <laughs> yeah. easy to set goals but kind yeah of the doing bit yeah definitely I think having a really solid plan is something that helps me with my anxiety because it avoids me from getting too overwhelmed mm. I tend to get overwhelmed when I kind of don't have a plan and I'm just in those weeks where I just feel like I'm behind with everything mm. And I think that definitely triggers those anxious feelings and the kind of fluttering heartbeat and that kind of stuff when I feel like I'm behind. Whereas if I have a plan, I can see where I am and I can see what I need to do each week. So I think it is about making time for that reflection bit first. So figuring out where you need to be focusing. And again, this is looking at what the most impactful stuff is you can do to grow your business because Mm. obviously... I don't have a lot of time having a part-time job as well. Um, So yes, taking a second to look back, what's working, what's not working, what went well, what's challenged me, what have I learned? And then picking just three things to focus on over the 12 weeks, because I think half of the problem is that a lot of people try to do 20 things at once because we're excited about all these different ideas. But I think you really have to keep your focus to three things or maybe even less, I think. Mm. Sometimes it's good just to focus on one thing if yeah. you have that luxury. Um, so yeah, I, I pick three focus areas for each 12 weeks and I turn those into a goal that's sort of quite specific and measurable so that I know when I've achieved it because I learned from my own mistake on this one. I tried to relaunch or I moved my website over from WordPress to Squarespace last year and I thought, oh, that's a take like a week. And I added it onto all the other things that I already had in my plan. Yeah. So I obviously didn't have time for it. And uh, it took so long moving this website o- over. And because it was a new platform to learn, it was awful. So, and because I, I never really had a finish to it because my mm. goal was launch a new website. It wasn't like launch a website with three pages and a blog yeah. post. So I never got to the end of that goal. I never felt Mm. like, okay, that's done because I've never set a proper goal in the first place. So yeah, I tried to turn those three focus areas into a goal that I is fully Mm. solid so that when I get to the end of those 12 weeks, I feel like, okay, I've achieved that or I haven't quite got there, but I've, you know, 90% Mm. of the way there. And then the thing with being limited on your time, I mean, to be honest, this is all businesses it doesn't just apply to side hustles but it's pretty universal isn't yeah. it no, let's have enough you've got to break those goals down into tiny chunks so that for example with the website thing launch a new website is kind of a bit overwhelming but maybe spending 20 minutes researching which platform you want to use is quite approachable so if you've come home after a long day at work you've had a horrible commute and you've got this launch a website staring at you on your to-do list it's just too much and yeah I just find myself never starting because it's yeah. too overwhelming. But it's almost paralysing, isn't it? Yeah, when you set such absolutely. a big goal but do nothing to help make it happen, you never do it. Yeah. Because it's like, that is a huge task. Yeah. I have the time, I'm not doing it. And you have to think about where to start. Whereas mm. if you've already broken that goal down into lots of tiny chunks, yeah. 
and laid it out over the following 12 weeks, you don't have to do much thinking, you just need to get on with that task. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is around breaking stuff down. It's so important, especially for side hustlers who are juggling Mm. lots. And then I think the final most important thing, which is sort of the third step of my planning method, is to put things like accountability and support in place. Mm. Because, you know, as you know, it's just such a roller coaster growing a business that you need support yeah and I know that finding your community and putting those people around you has been a massive thing for you over the last year and a bit so um yeah so the last bit is finding people who are going to hold you accountable and support you through the really tough weeks and also setting accountability like I kind of need to be motivated by the stick. I'm not very good at being motivated by the carrot and like setting rewards for myself. So I will do things like schedule a newsletter that says, hey guys, my vlog's live on this before I've even recorded the vlog. So that I know. You set yourself a deadline and then you've got to fulfill it. Exactly, yeah. Or I'll put in my podcast, hey guys, there's a new freebie on my website, go and find it before I've even created it. That is like one of my go-to tools uh-huh. all of the time to make stuff happen because... It's a way to always be your own boss, mm, isn't it? When you yeah. haven't got anyone to tell you what to do, tell yourself yeah, what to do. exactly. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many tools, but just I think that support is really important. Just finding mm. like business buddies or getting a coach or whatever that might look like but you need it's one thing having the plan yeah but you need to do the work and you need the support and accountability to help you do that yeah you're so right Um, that's the thing that makes it happen yeah I think everyone probably goes through the learning curve of like oh my gosh I'm going to set these huge goals Mm. and then you actually end up feeling really rubbish when you don't do them yeah um and end up probably feeling worse than if you just hadn't set it in the first place but like you said it's that kind of combination of a of really breaking it down which I love your kind of 12 week plan does and also kind of giving you what you need to make that sustainable whether it's community or looking after yourself to actually bring that into place um and I'm eyeing up your beautiful 12 week (laughs) action plan poster behind you and your first goal is to leave your job yeah which is crazy (laughs) I mean you say that they're like small girls that's a pretty like that's a hefty one significant one <laughs> talk to me more about that because in your seven plus years of side hustling mm-hmm. you've always done it alongside mm-hmm. a quote-unquote proper job yeah someone's probably going to tell me off for calling it that but you know what I mean yeah um so yeah I guess what's what's going on it's very exciting so I realized towards the end of last year I'm just letting the fear hold me back a bit too much from mm. from taking my business full-time I always get to this point so with my home decor business that was doing really well I kind of almost got to that point where I was like okay if I really get serious with my wholesale side of things I can leave my job and I don't know it's kind of easier to stick with what you're comfortable with isn't it yeah definitely um but over the last 12 months since I pivoted my business or just over 12 months now I have got really serious about it and I think I went back to the basics and really built from the foundations up so I feel like I have a really solid business now and that was always built around taking it full time and so it has been a while in in the making I've had a year of just building my audience building my content Mm. um creating my course figuring out my one-to-one packages so it has been a long time in the making and I originally wanted to leave at the end of January and just really freaked out about money. And so 
But yeah, I have now officially handed in my notice for the end of March. And because we're now, at the moment, when we're recording this, sort of three months away from that, that feels doable. But I think I need that. Mm. I need to just make that decision and do it to almost put the pressure enough pressure on to make me take myself to the next level, if you know what I mean. I need yeah. that pressure because it's just too easy to keep staying in my job, nice and comfy, yeah. and just keep extending my contract when I know it's not what I want. And I know that I want to keep, continue creating that lifestyle that I've kind of mm. started with. And I just want more and more of it. I want more of that freedom. I yeah. want to spend the time doing the work I love because when I'm in the office, the time goes very slowly. Yeah. When I'm at home, it flies by. Yeah. And that says a lot, doesn't it, really? Yeah. About You've what... almost had a taste of yeah. the business that you mm. want to build and yeah. the lifestyle that it's enabling you to have. And I guess yeah. now it's thinking, okay that's what I want mm. almost you have to I think realize what you don't want to realize what you do exactly, want yeah yeah and then and you're I, ready I think, to take it yeah full time I think that's how I felt at the end of the year as well I, I thought okay I've spent a whole year building my audience creating content you know putting so much into it and now I'm ready to take that next step and start you know getting something back from all that work basically mm. so so, yeah, I feel quite ready now, but it, at the same time, it feels terrifying. Yeah, I think <laughs> everyone... Exciting, but terrifying. Yeah, it's those decisions I always think that make the biggest difference mm, in kind yeah. of the trajectory of your business. And it's those mm. decisions where you're like, this is terrifying, but if I don't yeah. make it when I feel it right now, yeah. it's never going to happen. It's yeah, like, and so I think it's going to be really important that I prioritise, again, looking after my mental health at that time. Yeah. Because I think as well, there's so much more pressure on me to deliver and for me to be on form and things so that I can do the work that mm. I want to do. Um, I think it will put the pressure on as well to really take my my mental health seriously and start yeah. prioritising more of that time out and stuff that really does us so much good. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought it back to that because it is, mm. it's going to be a new lifestyle to adapt to and a new lifestyle yeah. to kind of build around your mental health so I'm assuming for you the thought of you know being at home having more Mm -hmm. flexibility is a good thing yeah in terms of managing your depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. but like you said it's almost you'll be so you'll be giving out so much more yeah I think when you run a business you probably see this the most in the contrast between your Mm. kind of formal job and your side hustle that it's so much more draining Mm. when you are mentoring or coaching or giving out because you're just constantly giving and that can be really exhausting. So we were even talking about it before we press Mm. record that for you that's probably going to look like finding a way to fill your own cup up as opposed to just giving out. Yeah, absolutely. I think therapy is probably (laughs) going to be a big part of that. And um, yeah, and I guess that's another way of prioritising that working on my mental health I suppose yeah mm. and that's something I guess there's no way to know right now what that's gonna look like exactly and how you're gonna and I'm so bad at that kind of stuff I hate because I'm such a planner I hate the fact that you never really know what's around yeah. the corner I which when you have that. mental health and a business that's yeah. like the two most unexpected mm. things so yeah you've given Brilliant. yourself a good deal there <laughs> Yeah, so I think just putting stuff in place that I can control making sure I've got plenty of time to recharge and sort of yeah take stock of things because I think as well it's quite easy to get in that anxious depressed space when I'm not taking when I'm too busy working in my business and not taking a step back and looking at the big picture Mm. so yeah it's going to be an adventure oh I'm so excited for you and I'm sure I mean when this episode comes out Mm -hmm. you will be doing just that so people can come and find out how you're finding it and what you're 
putting in place and yeah did it fly or did it flop (laughs) see no 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 not in that sense but particularly I guess just more in terms of yeah new lifestyle yeah Mm. no absolutely yeah I'm it's something like you said earlier I'm so focused on starting with that lifestyle when I create any of my plans it's all about what lifestyle I want to create and am I creating business that fits with that so if I started creating business where I traveled all over the country doing workshops or something it just wouldn't that wouldn't work for me so it's got to start with the lifestyle stuff first so yeah I'm I'm really excited about yeah the possibilities of really Mm. delivering on that lifestyle I want to create yeah so Mm. what so I know you're doing you do like one-on-one mentoring Mm -hmm. and you offer courses talk a bit more about that if after this episode people are thinking I need a bit of her injection (laughs) of organization and planning and goal setting and really I guess part of it also is the accountability to make that happen so how do you I guess provide that for people absolutely so in my one-to-run one-to-one coaching I basically take people through the steps of that three-step planning method so Mm. help them figure out where their focus needs to be help them figure out what lifestyle they want to create and therefore what business they need to create and we set some goals for the 12 weeks that we're working together and then yeah I'll help them create that really solid action plan and then each week we'll check in on how their routine's looking or whether they can be being more efficient with their time by batching their work and we'll basically just work on whatever they're struggling with at the time to help them be a bit more efficient Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's the one-to-one mentoring stuff is very sort of um tailored around that person's circumstances but yeah yeah generally work with side hustlers so yeah I have lots of experience of dealing with (laughs) you know your stuff managing yeah managing um managing your time when you're juggling what is effectively two jobs Mm. so there's also the sort of mental side of that as well as in the ups and downs because I think it's almost like in in my experience anyway it's 50 50 it's half the planning of being um efficient and knowing what you need to be working on and the other half is dealing with the ups and downs so I'm also there to like cheer people on pick people up when they're not feeling it um Mm. and helping people get through those struggles of am I doing the right thing what are the people at work thinking of me all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah. and then in my course which is called make a plan make it happen I do similar stuff around the planning so it kind of does what it says on the tin really I help (laughs) them make the make the plan and then make it happen through helping them create a routine that works with their lifestyle helping them batch their work, helping them see where they can streamline things or outsource things, mm. helping them see what they can take off their list, like we mentioned earlier. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I love that. I mean, you've already got loads going on, so I can't wait to see what it looks yeah. like when you've got five days of the week to I know. give to it. And... It sounds really exciting right now, but I bet as soon as I start, <laughs> that five days is just going to fly by, isn't it? Totally does, <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, your to-do list somehow is no shorter, Yeah. but five days is gone. So. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have a conversation when you go through Yeah, exactly. I'll need all your advice then. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I've got any, apart from... I don't even have anything to give you there. Um, Where can people find you online, Josephine? Sure. So my website is josephinebrooks.co.uk. And yeah, similar to you, I mainly hang out on Instagram. So I'm Josephine P. Brooks over there. So come find me and chat. And I have a podcast called On The Make. So you just need to search a podcast app for that and it should come up or add to my website 
and we've as this is going out got episodes on both of our podcasts yeah absolutely other, so people can go and find that if they haven't already or they might have come from that so absolutely yeah so if you haven't heard alice's story yet head over to my podcast and you'll hear a bit more of that Fab. thanks so much for chatting today no I've loved problem it. thank loved you for your honesty too. as well oh you're welcome i genuinely i can't wait for this to come out because you'll be doing what you do yeah. full time I yeah can't wait to hear about and it. there's nothing like setting accountability like yeah i mean this there. is accountability <laughs> Well, I so hope you found that conversation as interesting and impactful to listen into as I did to record. I so appreciated just how honest Josephine was about what it really looks like to run a business when you also have a mental illness. I think it's so important around these topics that can sometimes be seen as taboo or perhaps just a little bit unspoken to start the conversation in whatever way that we feel comfortable in, which is why I'm so glad to have shared today's episode with you and also so excited to have another episode up on Josephine's podcast talking more about my experience because I just think the more that we can open up this conversation the more that we can share our own experiences and remind other people that a they're not alone and that b it's actually a really productive and helpful thing to share I just think it's the best thing ever so if you want to go and have a listen to our conversation our other conversation maybe conversation 2.0 whatever you want to call it um just search Josephine's podcast which is called on the make or I'm sure if you go and find her on Instagram or on her website you can find it there too now to stay connected with Josephine and get connected with all of her amazing content two amazing places to find her the first would be her Instagram which will be linked in the show notes and the second would also be her website I seriously couldn't recommend her 12 week wall planner enough it's an absolute game changer I completely love it I need to like stock up so I've just got a load on hand because they've seriously changed the way that I plan my year and helped me to be so much more intentional about what I do when I do it and actually how I do it because hands up if you set a goal and then 12 weeks later realize you haven't actually done anything towards it that's where Josephine's wall planner comes in and it seriously is a game changer now before you tune out I'm just so excited to let you know about something that Josephine has just launched which is a series of workshops called your side hustle route map in these one day workshops you're going to be defining the lifestyle and business you want to create figuring out which projects to focus on to make that happen and then putting a solid action plan into place using one of her wall planners which I've already told you I love to help make it a reality. I just think that's something that so many of us can utilize because it is so difficult in the everyday of our businesses to make space and carve out time to really work on the big picture and not just set goals but make them happen. So if you are craving the space, guidance and community needed to think big picture, create a plan and make it happen then you can find out more and book your place via the link in the show notes. Honestly they sound so dreamy so be sure to check them out. But thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I so hope you've enjoyed it and I cannot wait to be sharing more content via the podcast over the next couple of weeks. Be sure to check out the episode that we've done over on Josephine's podcast called On The Make and that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Have an amazing week and we will speak soon.